that was a fun fiasco we just had uh, a little bit earlier. So yeah, like technical difficulty. Literally an hour of trying to make it work. <laughs> yes, I've like kudos to Shoreline on all fronts, man. Because uh, there are times when we have technical difficulties, whether it be the internet, whether it be our recording equipment, whether it be the recording connection. Something hiccups along the line and we spend the better part of an hour trying to figure it out. And usually when Shoreline's around, he just like figures it out in a snap and he's currently out on a work trip and we just we're really finding out like how hard his job can really be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's not easy because I can tell you after about the fifth try, I was about uh, ready to rage quit and say, let's just try it again another day. Right. <laughs> That's exactly me too. Like, all right, one last go. Let's give it a whirl. Oh, thank God it worked. So the, the nitty gritty of podcasting for everybody out there. So if anyone ever in the scenes, I know it's not just a silky voice and a handsome face, you know, it's a, <laughs> right. a lot of blood, sweat, and mostly tears, mostly tears. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about this uh, after a previous episode where we're, we had a guest on Stig who just like really poured the passion in about aviation, about loving what you do and just giving it your all and stuff. And he talked some really good stuff about us and it, it, it inflated my head a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, thanks again for that, Stig. Um, but in the midst of having the episode and hearing him talk like and just pouring his passion, I felt a huge burst of imposter syndrome. <laughs> and yeah, I think we had talked about it when we had finished recording that day. I was, actually, I think it was like the next day. I think I, I think I texted you and said, Hey, uh, keep thinking about all the kind things, uh, Stig was saying about us. And I, I feel like a fake, you know, yeah. compared to somebody with that kind of prowess and, and, and that motivation. Um, I got to tell you, there's some days where I'm like, I am, I am not that guy, you know, right. <laughs> I just want it all to burn. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, 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 um, uh, when he, he uh, was very humble about it too. He says like, I'm just a ranch. I'm just a mech. I just do the do. And like, I don't know, man, like again, kudos to him. Cause of everything that he does, everything that all the people that he mentioned on that episode, do, uh, do just off the wall, fantastic work. And in the midst of hearing, him being passionate and and seeing and knowing who those individuals are and what they do. It really did pour on that imposter syndrome. And then not an hour before this episode even started, we were having issues with getting our equipment rolling and it really just amplified that uh, notion. So I think today it's kind of a good idea to just kind of explore that emotion just a little bit. Like, like what is imposter syndrome? What sort of stuff we can, what does it lead to? Uh, what some of the symptoms are and then like just how we just combated it like not an hour ago <laughs> and how we and well so and i know it's not just us who feel this way i had a conversation uh earlier this week on tuesday um with my right hand uh she she and i were talking she goes, you know, she goes, I, I got a little bit of imposter syndrome right now. I said, it's so strange. I was just having a conversation with six about it. And she, she says, we'll call her throat McPunchy uh, <laughs> because she told me later that day that she was going to punch me in the throat. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, she was, you know, saying she's got a little bit of imposter syndrome. She feels like she shouldn't be in the position she's in. 
And I was reminding her, I said, no, you're, you're doing an excellent job. Like I wouldn't be able to do what I'm at, what I do without you doing the things that you do. And that's a factual statement. I'm not just, Oh no, the feel goods. No, that's hard facts. Like if she walked out the door tomorrow, I, I will feel, I will feel that. Yeah. Um, and, but you know, she's got a bit of imposter syndrome, uh, like I do, like six does and kind of, and, and for me, my imposter syndrome is, I, I feel like I, I shouldn't be in the position I'm in. I'm not worthy of the spot that I've, uh, I've, my current position that I hold in my workplace. Oh, same here. Uh, and it, it's a really a struggle. It's, it's, just, and it's a struggle to, to lead when you kind of have that imposter syndrome because you, you kind of want to sometimes, you know, you have to take the reins and, and run the show. Uh, but with that imposter syndrome, you, you kind of get, or at least for me, I get a little bit timid with it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, well, Hey guys, you know, I get everybody's input in the sense and say, no, this is what we're going to do. Let's make the call and let's move forward. You know, because that imposter syndrome, I just feel like at some point they're going to go, bitch, who do you think you are? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, 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 you're essentially the queen of England. You're a figurehead and you do nothing else. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, that's, that's, and that's my fear that comes with that imposter syndrome. Yes. And, uh, all, likewise, um, like with the, fiasco we were experiencing not an hour ago uh, i remember like some time ago like some of our listeners and some of the guests who came on is like oh you guys are doing great yeah you know there's a lot we can learn from you thanks for giving you know thanks for uh putting all this up and and making this happen i'm like we're not really that cool <laughs> you know like we're just a bunch of schmoes just trying to figure it out we somehow figured out how to turn the equipment on and get recording and stuff so it's not like we're highly qualified for this stuff where well we didn't figure it out that's why we have a shoreline but yes <laughs> he kind of well you and he figured it out and then you you taught me the trained the trained monkey how to um, press buttons but see there there and goes there and lies that imposter syndrome again though yes know? yes and i shouldn't be where i'm at and and that and that's common for myself as well like people who do struggle with this kind of uh imposter syndrome they believe they they're undeserving of their achievements and like any type of self-esteem boost. It's kind of like lying to themselves. If that makes any sort of sense to anyone out there. It, or um, we feel like we were just handed favors. Like we didn't really achieve things. We were just given like uh, a hand me out. Yeah. kind of nepotism, whatever. Oh, you're only in the spot because you know, the boss. Oh, well I do know the boss, but I also, I also, you know, have the credentials to be in the position I'm in and the experience. But I'm, but I think what what it comes to is I'm not the smartest guy in the in the shop, uh, even though even though I'm I'm the lead. Um, and everybody tells you, you know, you don't have to be the smartest person knowledge wise on the asset or whatever else uh, to be to be the boss mm-hmm. or to be the lead, but. I guess maybe it's in my mind. I feel like, no, I should be the, I should be, have the overarching knowledge. I should know the intricacies of everything. And I should be the one-stop shop. That's me in my mind. But I, I, I've been told several times that, no, you just need to know how to lead people. Yeah. You got to have the knowledge and the skill set, but it's more of knowing how to, to lead people. And I get it. But again, it just feels like, and you get compliments, right? 
And I think people who, who, you know, to include my, my right hand, uh, throat McPunchy, <laughs> you know, you can feed her compliments all day long and her immediate response is stop it. Yes. You know, um, and, and I'm kind of that way too, where it's like somebody tries to give you a compliment and you don't know how to take it. You just, Oh no, it's not me. It's everybody else. Hey, Hey, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just a figure. And I tell, I call myself that all the time. I, I mentioned the queen of England or I literally use that reference several times a week. Hey, I'm nobody here. I'm just the queen of England. I'm a figurehead. It's everybody else around me that does the work. Yes. You um, know what? I'm, I'm almost the exact same way. Or like, I only got here because you guys made it happen. Right. Or I stand on the shoulders of, of what, whatever, um, profound figure you guys can think of right and that it's it's sad how common that is and i think personally for us or at least for me anyway that kind of comes about with that image like you had that one amazing mentor like that person just like knew everything to a t or could perform something to a t next to no mistakes and even though you knew it took them a long time to master that or get that down pat you you don't really see the struggle it took for him to get there. You kind of just see, wow, this person's just like Mr. Miyagi badass, you know? And that kind of subliminally messed with you sometimes or maybe like unconsciously messed with you. Like you have to hit like this non-existent threshold line. Like your accomplishments needs to pass this point in order for you to be of that, of a similar caliber like that. You know what I mean? Um, There was a, I'm not sure how true this is, but I'm, I heard something along the lines like Albert Einstein himself, probably one of the smartest minds in all of human history, like had something like this where he felt like his, his uh, work was just copying someone else before him or he was just expanding on someone else's hard work. And even though he invented or he really drilled down some theories that pretty much revolutionized our future or our present today, but Imagine like hearing someone like that say like, yeah, I'm not that smart and stuff. Like knowing that what we know now, like, dude, you're like probably like the smartest person to ever exist. Like, so why are you kicking yourself in the ass? Like if you feel you're stupid, what does that mean for us? <laughs> and, you know, and I try to spin up, I put, try to put a positive spin on it, especially when I'm talking with, with throat McPunchy, you know, mm-hmm. she, she, uh, I try to spin and say, I think those who, are excellent in what they do are always self-critiquing. Yes. Because they always see his room improvement. I'll say, for lack of a better term, you know, an ignorant an, an ignorant worker is one that thinks they've I can't do any better because I'm the best. But a true master is one who always finds room for improvement. Yes. Um, and I try to put a positive spin on it when I'm talking with her or six or whoever, but you know, uh, I guess it's more of a do as I say, not as I do, because I, I also don't employ that upon myself. Yeah. And and I catch myself doing that too. Uh, especially, you know, when something's going good, you, you kind of like start to humble yourself down into such a degree where it's almost deg- self-degrading, like, Hey, we're doing great. Something bad's bound to happen. Right. Or we're only doing great because we hit like this lucky strike or something like that. Uh, it kind of comes into like uh, that strive for perfection. And I think that kind of comes with the jobs that we're in now and some of the positions we've held in our 
in our previous careers where like it's always striving for that perfect um, execution, even though it's never possible. Everyone always says there's always a step better. There's always uh, someone who can do it more efficiently. There's always a, a way to make things uh, run more smooth. And so like you're constantly chasing this stuff, even though you like it's not physically possible for you to do it. But that mindset still exists. So you're constantly chasing that. And it's almost like you almost degrade yourself to the point where like uh, everyone else is on an even playing field or even more. Someone's even is better. They just don't realize it and they haven't tapped to that potential yet. And you're just kind of lying to yourself until they figure it out, if that makes any sort of sense. Oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, you think that I, I think that way all the time. You hit the nail on the head. You know, at any minute, somebody's going to wake up and realize, wait a minute, how, how did this person get into this role? Uh, we'd like to make some adjustments. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it, it's difficult, like you said, with the self-degrading because it's, I don't know, in, in your own head, like you can't accept a compliment. You can't be kind to yourself and and kind of reward yourself internally for some of the decisions you made. Hey, you made the best call you could with the information you had at the time. Yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty because after the fact, you know, of the situation, more information is going to come to light and you're going to go, oh, I should have done that. Well, you didn't know that at that time. If you did know that, you would have gone a different route, you know? Right. Uh, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, but like I said, I try to put that positive spin. Hey, you know, uh, if, if I was really dead in the head, I'd have just said, no, nah, that was the best call I could make. That's the best call that could have ever been made. Do as I say. Do as yes. I say because I'm the lead. Whereas, whereas the imposter says, I can always find room to improve. Hey, team, we got this issue in front of us. Uh, I'm leaning this way, but I might not see everything. What do you guys see? How do you, how do you view it? How do you read it? How do you, how do you feel we should approach it? And you get other ideas. And I think with that, though, because if you're in a leadership type role, you go, no, 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 I should, I should have the skill set readily available to make the best call for the situation and for my team and, and for every variable. And when you can't meet all those variables and you can't overcome all those variables, because like Six said, you're, you're reaching an unattainable goal. Um, you start self-doubting and self-loathing your your own ability. Yes. And it, it's a hard thing to overcome. I think many of us in life are taught to be a little bit humble. Um, so some people are not. We've all met them. Uh, but some people, most people, especially me, are, are I, I try not to take credit. I try to give credit to literally anybody else but me. Right. And yeah, and that's exactly myself as well. Uh, I was reading somewhere, I think it was Psychology Today or uh, the American Psychology Association. Uh, I can't remember which one exactly, but it said something along the lines like about 25 to 30% of high achievers suffer some form of imposterism or imposter syndrome. And about imposter, as they say in Boston. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off and make a stupid joke. I just <laughs> imposter. Imposter. Pasta? <laughs> Pasta? Wait. <laughs> that actually sounds good right now <laughs> off tangent but yeah um so about 20 25 to 30 percent of high achievers suffer from imp- 
Impasta. God, I'm going to say impasta now. <laughs> impasta. <laughs> I've been saying about- in my head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then 70% of uh, all adults experience impasta at least once in their lifetime. That's free- that's crazy. I didn't, you know, I thought it was just me being a Debbie Downer or me just like having like pre-onset depression or something like that. Like, uh, I just don't feel like uh, this is mine. And I think that's really what tri- um, I'm going to say the trick, what triggers a lot of people to have this uh, self-doubting or self-degrading notion is when you highlight them for something good right or like hey you did fantastic you did this you did that here's an award or they're gonna recognize you and stuff you you aced your exam or something and so they call you up and mention you and you're like i don't think it was that great though or was that really me you know like it's it's when you start getting rewarded that's when you kind of start having that humble down and you start wondering if you deserved it uh at least for me anyway like, so, uh, I, you know, I've been thinking about this whole thing with the, the imposter syndrome and say, you know, how did this start? Why, why, why do I do this to myself? Why do I self-doubt? And, and I think some of it can stem from uh, lack of reinforcement or positive, what am I trying to say here, Six positive uh, guidance from maybe your own superiors or parents or or friends you hold in high regards or or whatever whatever and whoever okay so so you're in a spot and you're making all the calls and you and i have worked for an individual like this and they tell you hey i hired you for your decision making abilities and so you make the call but then you're every decision you make is always questioned people below you and your team might say, Hey, well done. You know, yeah, it's the best thing we could do at the time, but anybody above you or maybe your direct leader is saying, well, it could have been better though. Yeah. It ended up working out, but there's always that, right? Yeah. It, 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 it worked out, but, and so uh, that's, yeah. that instills that self doubt and, in you because you're you're what you're right we're all doing a job we're trying to do the best for ourselves for our team but also to spin a positive light for our leadership for our company and so when the so your boss will go to whatever meetings they go to and say hey this happened and so and so made it happen and said they go yeah it happened but i'm going to talk with my guy because i think it could have been better right yes So, so they're not they're not backing you as they should. And yes. if you made a shit call and you're in your chastised for it, rightfully so. But most of us don't make a shit call on purpose. Right. Yeah. Or unless like they're those individuals kind of like the opposite of imposter where they, they feel arrogant about their abilities. It's kind of like they're compensating for their lack thereof. So like they don't exactly know what to do. And instead of just admitting it and trying to figure it out, they try to fake the funk, right? Uh, yeah. I think well, so, kinda- so to give an example, back to the guy you and I worked for, um, he, he would say, you're always going to be wrong, but you can be a little less wrong. Oh, what the hell is that? What am I to do with that? Right, yeah. You know? So then you have the imposter syndrome of, Man, every call I make now, I, I don't think it's the right call or I'm second guessing myself on everything or, you know, I lose I lose faith in myself. Um, 
and then when you're when you're told things like that and when they do it in front of others uh others start self or start doubting you as well or they question everything that you you direct yes hey guys i think we should do this route is that so i'm just gonna go talk to your boss and see what he really says oh okay all right well i'll be over here then yeah uh, doing clerical work thanks yeah Oh, like, uh, like you, some, like you just magically morph into a freaking clown, right? Like, I'm just here for your entertainment. Hey, everybody, watch me make freaking uh, animal balloons and some dumb shit, right? Or yeah, uh, the court jester. Yes, or like you're the team water boy, you know? Like, good game, everybody. Here's your cup of water. I'm like, get out of here, scrub. I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's so, the- what do you do? You mold yourself into a role where you can support your team, and and let your boss run the show because you're afraid to make a call and your team sees it too, right? Your team, Mm -hmm. your, your, your peers, your counterparts, your whatever, they see it in you. They go, Hey, what's going on with you? Like you're, you're, you're a sheep, you know? Yes. Um, and it's just, it's just degrading. Yep. Uh, I think, uh, Stig mentioned in a previous episode, an example where like, uh, one of his uh, buddies, he did an inspection and, I think this kind of goes into like self-doubting your abilities. I don't know if he had like a previous uh, encounter where like he made a mistake and he got called out for it. But like he's starting to have like some imposter like, oh, yo, I can't do this. I, I think I made a mistake. I need to call over to the next station where it lands so like they can do a check on it and make sure. And then they do the inspection. They look it over like, dude, you're good. Like you're, you're fine. Like you, you did everything right. You did it by the book and all this other stuff. It's it's crazy like how like simple little shit like even just um, thinking about that you missed a step somewhere it just starts sowing in all that doubt that imposterism and that uh, that failure in in perfection I'm like but or like the fear of 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 failing a major responsibility that's a big one for us as well like oh you you forgot to look at this when you did your pre flights or you forgot to sign this this way in the books yeah. or something like that. One of the biggest thing, one of the biggest uh, results of, of imposter syndrome is, is uh, trying to think of the, the right word here, six. It's, it's fa- failing your team. Yes. I, it's, I, I can't believe it took me that long to get something so simple. I was trying to get fancy with it, but. <laughs> it's it's, it's fear, fear, fear of letting down those you care about. Yes. Um, no, I don't mean. I mean, yeah, it could be care about, right? It could be your loved ones. Hey, I didn't do a good job at work, and I might get terminated. I might get demoted. I might get whatever. That's going to affect my wallet, which is going to affect my family. And there's all that. I let them down. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, your immediate team. Like, hey, I, you know, I, I've let you guys down. I'm not the lead. You need. You know, yes, yes. Um, just the, earlier this week, I I toyed with the emo, I toyed with the thought of uh, stepping down. Um, just kind of a real rough couple of days happened, and uh, I kind of drafted an email and and I didn't send it. I didn't send it. Um, you know, talked with talked with a couple people, and they said, ah. Just, just sit on it, man. Don't, don't make any decisions yet. Just sit on it. Think about it. Um, we're here to support no matter what you want, but 
will do, right? So you you got a solid team, and if your your team your team and some of your you know some of your team whatever they go, hey, you know we don't see we don't see in you what you see in you. So that means something, right? So that's why I, I didn't send it. Still mm-hmm. sitting there in the drafts, though. Yeah, and I, and I and I feel the exact same way, especially when uh, people give us positive feedback about the show itself. Like you dudes are fantastic. You guys are. Uh, helping me get through xyz and stuff like i honestly like i get the the feel good bomb like heck yeah man like i'm glad to hear it and this and that but at the same time like am i even uh qualified to give this kind of advice man like uh did i say it (laughs) did i say it the right way am i really worthy of that of that praise of yours right somebody gonna make a life decision off of what i said and then come back to get me later yeah to haunt us you know and and uh, that something like that, and I'm sure everyone out there has experienced something like this. Like, uh, did I make the right call? Am I, am I qualified to make this? There's someone out there who can do it far better than I can, and I'm just that random number pick that they just so happen to come to first. And uh, a lot of yeah. times, I can get dawning. And uh, MVP and I have mentioned this, and MVP is, himself says, "I got one sitting in the draft because there are times where I just don't feel like I'm I'm up to par with it." And and yeah, let me just stop kidding myself at this point. Yes. Let, and let me let me be the one to pull the trigger rather than somebody else pull it for me. Right. It's kind of like let me let me let me put it down softly instead of someone put me on blast, right? Where everyone and their mother now be uh knows about it. And now I'm all of a sudden the joke of the town <laughs> or I'm uh like the class clown for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, but I'd rather sit in purgatory than hell. Yes, you know? yes. So, like, um, oh, uh, it's great. Ahead. Yeah, it's, sorry, that's just how it is. Yes, and uh, so how to overcome all this stuff? I'm gonna say at least for you, MVP. Before like, we get into that, real quick, do we actually ever give what the definition of imposter syndrome is? I think we kind of have, but all right. So, just so everybody knows, imposter syndrome. It's the feeling that everyone else knows exactly what they're doing but you feel lost. You have this fear that people around you are going to figure out that you don't know what you're doing and they're going to expose you as a fraud. Yes. Yeah. I I definitely feel a lot of that. And I feel that all the time, especially with work. I feel that with the show, I feel of all sorts of stuff. And and a lot of it, um, it just kind of stems from, uh, that, that chase for perfectionism or, uh, certain, uh, careers that we've had in our lifetime has all been competition based like it's either you compete you conform or you compete you perform or you get washed out i'm like oh man like so you got to have like this constant mentality that you got to produce something like a far better quality than the next person or even yourself even if it's one percent better like it that's better than the last time and you got to constantly keep doing that and it's kind of like I think that's what drives a lot of it, or at least for us anyway, like that strive for perfectionism. Like it has to be perfect 100% of the time. Every single time you do it, it has to be repeatable. It has to be reproducible and it's got to be teachable. Like, oh shit. (laughs) Right. Uh, That's when we really start turning into the, into the class clowns. Like, okay. I mean, I can't really do this, but look at this trick. Hey, look up, reach under your seat and grab the goodie bag. Everybody. Yay. I'm like, no, didn't work. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody. If you go to the parking lot, you'll find a car. It's already yours, but 
You're welcome. But it's there. But you're welcome. <laughs> stole the rims. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So like, um, how to overcome stuff like this, right? Well, it, well, let's 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 go through some of some of it first. Maybe some some of the listeners don't know how to identify it. Maybe they ooh. think they're feeling it or they see it in one of their counterparts, right? Good. So what are some yeah. symptoms of imposter syndrome? Crediting luck or other reasons for any success. We kind of talked about this. Literally, and anyway, I said it myself. Anybody else? It's it's their it's their. The reason it, it it worked is because they did it. I'm just mm-hmm. here, I'm just the queen, just a figurehead. Yep, they're parliament over there. Uh, fear of being seen as a failure. Yep. Yep. Feeling that overworking is the only way to meet expectations. I have been doing this a lot lately. I did it. Six and I did it a few years ago when we were uh, at another job together. Uh, Religiously working 15 hours a day, uh, five to six days a week, just to make sure we weren't seen as failures. Yes. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, listeners, it it was a very real thing. I I am finding myself sliding back into that very role now. I've been putting in 12 to 14 religiously uh, here. Six, Six and I have talked. I mean, we talk a lot, but you know, off off air, been texting back and forth, and I told him I said, I, I feel like I'm back to where we were, you know, four or five years ago. Um, yeah. Just that that feeling uh, uh, of okay, the only way I can stay uh, stay ahead of everybody is by staying in my desk longer. Mm-hmm. Um. Feeling unworthy of attention or affection, kind of what Throat McPunchy said. Yep. Hey, you're 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 a backbone to this department. I, I couldn't do what what I do without you doing directly what you do. Stop it. You know. Yep. Downplaying accomplishments. Yeah. Hey, that was you did a nice job in that report. Nah, it's no big deal, man. It's the it's everybody else here. You know, it's just the numbers. I just put the numbers on the slide. Yep. Um, then you say no, 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 because of the because of the processes and stuff you implemented, we've actually been able to drive the numbers positive to what you just presented. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I came up with the idea, but I mean, it's everybody else to implement it, you know, and to act upon it. So you just you, you just can't take a compliment. Yep. Um, holding back from reaching attainable goals. I don't know if I hold. Well, maybe it is holding back. I think I just quit setting goals. Yeah. I feel, I feel that way too. Like, uh, why set them so I can fail it? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, why, why set myself up for my own failure? Yep. Uh, and a lot of the stuff they can manifest their, themselves in different ways. Like say at work, which is what we've been saying, like, uh, you attribute your, your success to luck. You owe your abilities to someone else's work ethic. Uh, you, uh, you don't feel like you rate a promotion or a raise or, some kind of praise, right? Like it's, it's not yours to have. And then like uh, what MVP was saying, like you will overwork yourself just to feel like you're in that, that zone of expected. And I think we kind of joked about this. Uh, I, I want to say it was with Stig or a previous episode where uh, you feel like you're not accomplishing enough unless you put in that extra sweat equity and then you start burning out on this. So you, you kind of self-induce a burnout 
and then you start acting a wage or acting your pay grade. But by that time, it's already like bare ass minimum and you almost soft quit on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's more of because I'm not as smart as everybody else. I have to work 14 hours to get done the same amount of work as they get done in eight. Yes. You know what I mean? So, okay, if I'm not smart enough to get the work done in this amount of time, I got to put in the extra time so I can maintain or I can keep at their pace. Yes. Uh, but reality, everybody, is that those people are just, it looks like they're doing everything they need to do in that, that, in that hour period. But the truth is, they're not. There's so many things that people are like, ah, it's the end of my day. Eject. Yeah. You know, I'm ejecting. Like, this shit can wait till tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't care. But they make it look like, like they got everything done. Mm-hmm. Or it's perceived that way. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to. I got to get up with it. I got to stay on top. I got to, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or have you ever felt like you, you've done your eight hours? You, you've accomplished all the tasks that you were assigned for that day, whatever that assi- assignment may be. You've done the eight hours or whatever your time frame is. And then you check out on time for that job. And you feel kind of guilty. Like, I feel like I should have done more. Even though you finished all your assignments or all your taskings, you just like, I feel like there was more for me to do. Like. Yeah. Uh, or what am I forgetting? Oh, I forgot to do something. Oh man, I forgot to do something. I'm going to hear about it tomorrow. Right. Or they, or they only gave you a short, a short list of tasks because they feel you weren't uh, capable enough. I felt that a whole bunch of times. Like we're going to give this guy the the easy list because anything more than this and it's beyond his or her capabilities. I'm like, even though they, even though that took might be completely untrue. That's just kind of how you feel, especially when you check out early or check out on time. I'm like, I kind of feel like I kind of been cheated. Like this sh- I should not be able to finish what I was tasked to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone else has felt something like that, but I for sure have. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we've all felt that way at some point. Yep. So like, um, those are some of the ways and it can manifest itself in all sorts of stuff. We're particularly being king on work, but it could also manifest itself in school uh, your family life, uh, relationships, if you if you're just starting to date or whatnot, uh, school for sure. Like um, I that's like. You can see the results right away, especially when it comes to the grade and some people, you know, they don't chase the grade as long as they pass with the C or whatever the case may be. They can go about their day like nobody's business. But then you have like um, some individuals who like they just have to strive for the A or they have to strive for that 100 percent. And. Any less than that is almost like, who, who are you? Like, why didn't you, you, you put in the time to study. I guess you didn't study enough. I guess you got to crank in more hours or stay up longer to figure it out. And, and it's almost like unforgivable for you to do that. <laughs> like, how dare you get less than what you strove for? And so you start doubting yourself and start sinking lower and lower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's never a positive positive response yes from you to you right it's it's yeah your own your own worst heckler if anything um i remember seeing people who put that as a spin right like i'm my biggest critic sure if the criticism is constructive but i myself when i criticize myself i like almost bully myself if that makes any sort of sense like i'm almost ready to steal my own lunch money if, <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense like i'm like uh what, what's the movie um uh 
not not liar liar the other one uh holy shit it's with brad pitt god i'm 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 blanking right now fight club jesus <laughs> like uh he, he's fighting he thinks he's fighting with brad pitt or edward norton thinks he's fighting with brad pitt but then you see the security footage he's actually beating himself up <laughs> that's kind of like how yeah. I, that's kind of like how i feel when i when i criticize myself or air quote bully myself i just feel like like i'm having a street fight uh, with this personality of mine and when you see the footage or whatever it's just me like whooping my own ass really <laughs> yeah just me in the parking lot beating the beating the shit out of myself <laughs> what's wrong with this guy like freaking breaking down like dude are you but but no one stops me right he's having a mental breakdown everybody else just whips out their phones and starts recording check out this fool <laughs> yes they're tiktok like, famous right a guy whoops his own ass like i don't know who won <laughs> i hate you <laughs> uh, so like how, how do we overcome this stuff right uh, i know we kind of put that off but we it's good that we address like the definition some ways it manifests what are some key um examples Right, either yourself or someone in your workplace or environment that may be going through this. But so, like, how do we overcome this? And we've kind of already said that uh, compliment bombing or giving compliments is kind of if if you say it wrong, it it just aggravates the issue more. And it kind of it's like almost with any kind of uh, challenge, it has to start with the person themselves. Like their mindset has to be receptive to. to change like change in the way they see their abilities, the way they see their uh, achievements. And you kind of, kind of understand like when you start feeling that notion of being a fraud, you just don't feel like any sort of accomplishment is yours to have. So it's like a touchy subject to just give the person like the acknowledgement or the awards they, they actually rate, but, they have to be willing to accept it if that makes any sort of sense. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, you got to start understanding your achievements as a point in time, right? Instead of just like, well, I don't deserve it. Just like, well, you know, um, kind of measuring your achievements for yourself instead of measuring it and comparing it to what other people have done, if that makes any sort of sense. Like, uh, I got an award today which I didn't have yesterday or something like that versus like I got uh, an honorable mention during a team meeting, but this person got employee of the month, three months in a row. Like that's really going to fucking drive you into the dirt if you consider it that way. But, mm-hmm. but like, if you see it as your, uh, an accomplishment regarding yourself, like you got an acknowledgement today, which you didn't have yesterday or something like that. Right. It's, it's, um, that's kind of that kind of sounds weird, but <laughs> that's kind of like one way to go about it, right? You kind of have to start having the battle with yourself. Like you did better than yourself yesterday, and that's start, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense, I'm like, they're like, that's not helpful at all. Six, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 you piece of shit. <laughs> but uh, so you gotta be able to separate your feelings from the facts. That's the big one, right? Um, you may feel sorry for yourself or you may like feel you rate it but if you can understand the facts that led up to it that led up to someone uh, acknowledging you or awarding you or god forbid awarding yourself you got to be able to separate your feelings from it like whether you felt that you deserved it or not the 
the task got accomplished, the the objective got reached, and you were instrumental in that happening. What part you played in it, I mean, that's all that's all subjective and how how the words get played around. But if you were part of it, then that's considered fact versus like even though like like we have throat mcpunchy <laughs> is it yeah throat mcpunchy like whether she feels like she only played the most minuscule role ever that one minuscule role could have been the pivotal point between a decision being made and it, a piece of paper is getting crumbled in, into the trash can and never to be seen again that was the difference and I think us in the aviation world, we've all have seen and heard where like the most minuscule thing can have the most profound effect and throw my punch. It was one of them. <laughs> like you've a uh, catalyst. That's the right word. You've became a catalyst for an action. Dude, I just felt what good that, about my... What was that, what was that band? Catalyst. Catalyst. I forever hear that whenever I hear Catalyst. You found glory. That's who it was. Yes, ah. yes. Jeebus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're reliving the early 2000s here. Hell yeah. Is our age showing everybody? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah. You have to old. S- you're old. So you got to be able to separate your, your feelings from the facts. Uh, off tangent with old, man. Like I think I had this conversation with you sometime where... Uh, we were walking the line and um, a song was playing in one of the Mex's uh, jukebox. Holy shit, there I said it again. Jukebox. One of their <laughs> one of their Bluetooth speakers was playing the song. Like, hell yeah, I remember this song. This was the jam, right? And uh, I think the song came out in 2008. I don't remember what the song was, but I remember specifically it came out in 2008. And like, heck yeah, this is a banging song. And then they, they just kind of stare at me all stupid. Like, dude, how old are you? And I'm like, what like this came out like 2008 that was like three years ago like dude it's like 2018 well yeah i mean yeah they're like they're like i was like oh man i remember this came out i was in iraq and they're like really yeah they're like how old are you and you tell them like well how old are you like oh i was in sixth grade in 2008 what yeah and that was exactly it right like like this 2008 that was like, like this came out like three years ago like dude it's 2018 like that was like 10 years ago and then you start looking like no it wasn't hold on 2018 holy shit it was 10 years ago <laughs> yeah just like that Ooh. Uh, so, so like go ahead sorry let's just say the next the next part is stop comparing Ooh. That's and a that's a tough thing to do right you see or who you see high achievers or who you perceive to be high achievers and you want to model yourself after them. Hey, they're successful. Whatever they're doing is working. And I need to do exactly what they're doing for me to be successful. But not, it's not a one size fits all. You know, yeah. you got to take the best of everybody you're working around and modify that to fit you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go around comparing... What was the, um, maybe it was an Einstein quote where he says, you know, uh, you know, a, a monkey is a monkey and a fish is a fish, but if the fish lives its whole life believing, you know, believing it's a, it's worth based off its ability to climb a tree, 
it's not going to go very far, you know. I butchered that saying, everybody. But it's one of those things. Like, you can't compare yourself to, we're different. Yes. I'm a fish. Six is the monkey. The test is climb a tree. Six (laughs) is up there throwing bananas at me. (laughs) Come on, you stupid fish. Climb the tree. I can't. I don't have hands. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I'm finding Nemo. I got I got one good flipper and one kind of one kind of small one over here. Like he touched the butt. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know when you hear uh, stop comparing, that's kind of like saying to somebody like stop being sad. I'm like okay, that did not help the yeah, situation. Thanks. Yeah, it didn't help. Okay, thanks, friend. <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> but. Uh, an, an example is kind of like turn the imposter syndrome on its head and we've kind of talked about this like with the Kobe Bryant quote like uh, the haters only or the haters don't hate the good ones they hate the great ones so right. it's kind of so it's kind of like with the imposter syndrome like uh, only high achievers have imposter syndrome Wait. that's interesting that's an interesting way to, to think about it. only right. those who are high achieving have imposter syndrome wow right it was like or like true imposters don't have this feeling right like dude that's profound like i need to write that shit down for my damn self man <laughs> yeah that's 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 a that's actually a really really positive way to 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 think about it like why do you have imposter syndrome because you think you should be better than you are and because of that you continually you know have a high output oh well, well, what about that guy? Yeah, they, they, they're they're the epitome of an imposter, but they're a, they're a you know they're a joke. Yeah, but they don't see themselves as a joke. Just they have confidence, I guess. Right, or uh, they're very they're no not not confidence. What is like I want to say arrogance, but I think it's more than just arrogance. Uh, yeah, I get, yeah, that's it. Conceited, yeah. I mean, that might be arrogance, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> they, they're faking the funk so well, or it's like that Metallica song that you lie so much, you believe yourself. <laughs> so yeah, that's right after the song. Sad patrol comes on. Sad patrol. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, we're bringing that back. Like if any of you have heard from our way back episodes, that was like one of our things where, uh, when the song sad, but true comes on the first thing that pops in our heads. And I think we've joked about this from time to time. We think we hear Sad Patrol. <laughs> and that's sad Patrol. Sad Man, patrol. I don't want to be on that patrol. That kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one is to talk to other people, right? Now, you're not just going to talk to people who, who are just going to echo chamber everything you say, right? Like, No, uh, you want somebody that's going to provide some legit feedback, whether it's good or bad. Hey, you, you're worthy of being in the spot you're in, but here's some areas you need to improve on. And one of the things might be stop doubting yourself. Yes. You know? And, and the reason why I say like echo chamber, because we all, we all have that one friend, right? Who's just going to uh, talk the best of what we have to say, right? Like um, everyone's got that ride or die friend. Like you can be like completely in the wrong, but they'll still support you. Right. <laughs> like, let's mm-hmm. go rob a bank. Fuck. Yeah. Let's go do it, man. Like that's a terrible idea. You should totally How many banks. Oh, Oh shit! Oh, I was only thinking one. Like, oh, go big or go home, homie. Like, are we doing armed robbery or are we just putting ski masks? What are we doing here? 
please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but but yeah, like uh, talk to someone who is knowledgeable or someone you can trust, and preferably someone who's not afraid to call your bullshit too. Right? They can they can give you positive feedback or constructive feedback, but they also won't uh, stroke your ego about it. Like, hey, you're doing great. You need some work on these areas, but hey, you're still doing great or you're doing pretty good for yourself. Not just like, oh yeah, that, that person is wrong. They're erroneous, erroneous on all counts. They, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. You're the shit and they should know it. You know, like, uh, that, that didn't help any, but thanks for the, thanks for the pep talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, probably one of the most profound and I think everybody and their mother is scared to do this is talk to a therapist. Sometimes, you know, like the the support system you got, the work support you have, the inner self-help that you have is just not working or it's just uh, not enough oomph to kind of get you going. So or, or it's just a third, an, an unbiased third party, right? They don't know you. They don't know your family. They don't know your your work environment and your work family. They're They're just there. To tell you as they see it. Yes. And, uh, and, that, and that's another thing I like about with having third parties who have no clue what you're about or what you do. Because you have to take that time to explain what that is, right? And in the process of explaining it, you kind of like eliminate the self-doubt without directly acknowledging that you just did it, right? Like, what do you do? Oh, I fix airplanes. Well, how hard is that? Well, it's pretty hard. It's, it's super hard, in fact. Like, if I make one mistake, people can die. And then, and then that person can just be like, so how many planes have you successfully made fly? Like, oh, about a couple hundred this month, right? And then the math starts, starts working itself out and you're like, holy shit, man. That was pretty damn good. Hell yeah, right? But it's stuff that you never would have thought initially because everyone else, it's so drilled into them. It's so routine that they don't think about it. And then you come to that third person, whether it be a therapist or just someone who has no clue what the hell you do. And you start explaining this stuff and you almost subliminally answer your own questions. <laughs> and then, yeah, isn't it weird how they do that? Where, where they're like, they'll just ask something and then you end up coming to the epiphany on your own. You're like, kind of Jedi mind trick you just pull on me. Right. I'm here for you to tell me stuff, not for me to tell me stuff. Right. What am I paying for? <laughs> Right. But, but, and I think that's kind of what therapy is, right? Um, it's not just like some doctor reaching in your head and taking out all and untangling all your feelings and stuff like that. It's more or less in a, in a scientific structured way to help you guide you to the answers that you possibly already knew yourself. You just didn't know about it because you got so much clutter in your mind, right? Or uh, other things that they have, other tools that they use to help you pave the way so that you don't have to experience this all the time every time i think i think they do the same thing with trauma patients where like they help them like unravel some of the the doubts that they have what drove those doubts and then like how to handle it when it becomes too aggressive like when it starts inducing those uh, those anxieties or that those triggers and like how to like navigate your way through without losing your absolute shit <laughs> And hey, uh, we're we're advocates of that. If you should totally see a therapist, and um, I mean, if you can totally afford one, that is because yeah, that shit can get expensive. <laughs> yeah, it can get expensive. I know I've seen some advertisements um, 
I think think you on YouTube and this talked about there's like these apps now where you can kind of uh, use this app and it'll help you find uh, a therapist that's right for you. Yes. Um, and I obviously it probably costs something, right? Nothing in this world's free, but mm-hmm. might be a lot less expensive than an actual in-person s- session. But if you're kind of like me, um, I, I'd probably almost prefer the in-person session rather than headphones in driving my car trying to get the, the deepest emotions out of me right you know, it might not be the best thing right or sometimes like that- it's better to have a face-to-face conversation too yes it was a little more sincere yes right and you could actually see the person's reaction like oh that's interesting right or oh tell me more about this right you could actually see the the curiosity or the the movement of their emotions like oh okay like this person really grabs and understands and sometimes you know like it may be just a step below a therapist right like it could be like some kind of coach or a mentor or something like that uh maybe be just like a third party mentor or third party coach and i think life coaching is a big thing that's coming that's up and coming nowadays so not exactly a therapist. They have some of the similar tools, but they're not as scientifically structured as a therapist. So that might be an option as well. Either way, it's like a, that third party disconnect so you can work, talk your way through it and figure out a path forward from there instead of just like telling someone who already knows what the hassles and the hardships are and you're just preaching to the choir and you're like, whatever, dude, just shut up and move on. Because <laughs> yep. we, we've had those ourselves like, uh, talking to certain peers, it almost induces more of that imp- imposterism, that imposterism, <laughs> because <laughs> because they already understand the hardship and they're going through it themselves, and they just kind of like, I do just shut up and color. Like I'm having my own problems. I don't got the yeah. to do of your shit. It, it sucks for everybody. Deal with it. You know? Yeah. Or like uh, everyone, everybody's having problems, right? Everyone's has their bullshit. Just freaking drive on and deal with it on your own time. Like thanks. That, that doesn't help at all, but thanks. <laughs> and yeah, and that kind of goes into like the, no matter what you do, you're always wrong, but you could be less wrong. Yeah. You always be wrong, but you can be less wrong. Oh, why even try? Right. And uh, we, we understand that having this kind of imposterism, this self doubt, this fear can be very paralyzing. Like it can just really freeze you in your, in your steps, but knowing that you're capable and then kind of like what we were saying earlier, like only high performers have this kind of feeling that should kind of be a little bit of a reassurance. Like you can do this. You do rate this. You are capable. And you, the fact that you're feeling this just shows that you're more in touch with knowing what's going on and how to really learn the base and how to, how to direct the changes that needs to happen. Because you feel this way. Know this, you're, you're high achieving. Yes. You're, 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 the reason you feel that way for fear of being not high achieving, turns out you're actually high achieving. Ooh. So it's kind of, it's kind of strange, huh? You, it you, is. By, you, you become, you, by, I'm butchering words again here. Your fear, because you're so afraid of being non-achieving, you hard right into high achieving, but but you don't feel like you are because you're always striving for better. Yes, um, and you should. 
we can all do better in some regards, but you shouldn't beat yourself up over it when, when it didn't turn out exactly how it did. Still had a positive turnout. Had a positive turnout. You're doing good. Right. And if you made mistakes, you made mistakes. As long as like you did everything possible to not make it on purpose and you turn that into a learning experience, then what then the mistakes are a, lear- a learning experience, right? Like uh, I think it was Edison that said it where like I didn't fail. I just found all these different possibilities of what I shouldn't do. <laughs> right. I'm going to hit you with the old Bob Ross. There's no mistakes, only happy accidents. Only happy accidents. Just happy little tree, right? And yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually picturing that now. I was like, you know what? I should probably take a painting. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be all fucked up. <laughs> it's my happy little hot mess right now. It's a hot we're mess. All, we're all just happy little trees, man. Yeah. Trying to trying to get some some vitamin D. Yes. <laughs> Uh, any final words for all, for this subject, MVP? MVP? No, kind of already touched on it. Just, just, just try to work on yourselves and, and not doubt yourself so much. Hey, and I know that's that's you know pot calling the kettle black here. Um, I I one hundred percent need to do that for myself, and I struggle with it every day. I, as I told you earlier, I've got an email sitting in draft mode, resigning. You know, mm-hmm. um, because I don't feel I'm I'm worth where I'm at. Um, if you feel that way, it's normal. There's a lot of us that are there with you. Just, just type it out and let it sit, and and know that as long as you're trying to do your best, nobody will fault you for that, and your team definitely won't fault you for it. You might have less than adequate leaders who don't who don't support you as they should but you got a team that will they'll back you 100 percent. i guarantee it absolutely and and again just driving that point home like you the fact that you're feeling this way just proves that you actually are a higher achiever and um if we start start from that and then i feel we can eat help that along to break that cycle uh, but let us know what you guys think. Uh, what sort of tools and tricks or methods or uh, tips that you uh, utilize to help you break this cycle, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, however frequent this feeling comes to you. Uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know in our social medias or our emails, whichever way is easiest for you. We're all available in those mediums to for you to reach out to us or join us on uh, Patreon on our Discord. and we can chat it up all there. Like the patrons that we have now, we are like constantly interacting with them. Like some of them have disclosed some of their problems, like personal wise, some of them uh, disclose some of their professional problems in a manner of which that that's easier for us to help without disclosing too much because there's certain things that we just don't understand about each about certain jobs, but we're all, we're all here for it. We're happy to hear your feedback and please give us feedback. We love hearing those. And, um, we also have our comics that are newly released, so <laughs> uh, check those out on the new Tapas yeah. app. They're, hey, I, I know we're biased here, but uh, they're excellent. They're a freaking choice. I love it. 
Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes I forget that we're the ones who created it. So like, oh, this is pretty damn funny. <laughs> oh, wait, I did. I made this. <laughs> it still oh, wait, comes that's, me, that's me in the comic. <laughs> yeah, that's, it still comes as a, as a surprise because it's so um, relatable. <laughs> I mean, everything you're seeing in the comics is is either a, a, a true story that's happened to us or or someone we know. Yes, it's, it's a real slice of life, as uh, some people would say. By all means, check those out. Let us know how you guys feel about, about this episode and the comics itself. Uh, whichever outlet is easiest for you. And on that note, thanks you guys, thank you guys for everything. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Caleb Stockhill, Jenny Dignan, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks such as access to our private Discord, discounts on and early access to merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. Visit our shop at cancelformainness.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have suggestions for the show or have a guest recommendation to be on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at our website and do, we will do what we can to get your ideas and or your recommendations on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, Twitter at CXMX Podcast, and now you can catch us on Tapas where you can view our latest comics. Check out our affiliate, RockwellTime.com, for watches and eyewear that support both your sporty and classy lifestyles. Use the code CX4MX, that's the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total purchase. Thank you all again for your listenership and support, and we will see you all next time.